Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. I got a, a listener question and it was pretty specific about her situation. So um, at some points I can allude to the various things she said, but really it was a common issue, uh, broad scale that I see with a lot of people. So she has a difficult relationship. She's an adult, a mother, married, and she has a difficult relationship with her own mother. And this is very common among women that I see. And um, the mother-daughter relationship is very fraught and tense uh, more so than mother-son relationships or father-daughter relationships usually, although son-father relationships can be similarly tense. There's more identifying with the child of the same gender and then more expectations usually for them to be more similar to you, you know. Um, And when a daughter deviates from what the mother thinks that she should be like or when the mother on the end for the daughter, when the mother does not seem to care enough about the daughter, then the then both get upset, right? So the daughter also has a lot of expectations for her mother, that her mother will be close and connected and will try to know her and understand her. Um, many times the daughter has more expectations for her mother than she does for her father, because the mother was expected to be closer and more similar to her, being the same gender. So sometimes this isn't the case but usually with people that I see this is the case where the mother-daughter relationship is more fraught and has more tension so in this situation as is the case for many of my clients the woman who the listener says that she has tried to broach numerous times with her mother stories about her past and to try to kind of resolve this with her mother to get heard and to have her mother say yes these things were hard in her unique case her mother started dating somebody and moved away when the daughter my listener was in her last year of high school and um, leaving her with extended family because the father wasn't present and this was a major empathic rupture and the listener my listener is trying to process this and maybe get her mother to even admit that this was difficult, which is frequently all that the adult child wants is for the parent to say, yeah, I'm really sorry. That was terrible. If I could do that again, I wouldn't. And or if they can't even go that far, they could at least say, I'm sorry that it was so hard for you. You know, I'm upset by the fact that your life was made more difficult by this thing that I did. And sometimes they even just want the parent to listen, even just listen to the story at all or to listen to any thoughts that the child has about this past event or events. I mean, sometimes the relationship continues to be bad through the current day with empathic ruptures, criticisms, insults and so forth. And the parent will never um, really listen to any feedback at all. Now, the, the less likely it is that the 
parent will listen, the more likely they are to have some narcissistic qualities um, that prevent them from really ever receiving any negative feedback. So, I mean, in this case, it is fairly obvious to me that uh, that would be a hallmark of somebody who may struggle with some either narcissistic or borderline personality disorder traits, somebody who would just up and leave their child, um, you know, for a romantic relationship, especially because the child did not have another parent around. Um, So this kind of, you know, brings me to my major point, which is frequently, listener, you and other people really underestimate your parents' ability to uh, be healthy and rational, and you really underestimate the mental illness that's there. So in these cases, now in this case, she says, and I'm not going to read her whole email because pretty long and has a lot of identifying data and details, but I'll allude to some of it as I do when people write in with their unique situation. In this specific case, like, it seems like the the child here, my listener, is really trying to get her mother to admit that this was a misstep. And the mother can't admit this. And in fact, like, leaves the room or says she has to go to the bathroom or just kind of walks out whenever the adult child tries to mention anything that could be construed as negative um, from the past. This, like, let's really look at this behavior. This person is obviously extraordinarily intolerant of any sort of feedback. I mean, if somebody did this at work, in the middle of a work evaluation, you would not doubt that they had some form of mental illness, right? I mean, the ability to not even engage in the conversation, right? Or, I mean, it's fairly obvious what the adult child would want the mother to say, you know, I'm sorry. If the person cannot do this, you really have to think to yourself, what are the limitations of my parent? You know, in this case, as is usual, honestly, the other parent was worse, quote unquote worse. He had more severe mental illness, which is why he wasn't in the picture. So frequently a child, they have to pick one parent as the good one. Otherwise, it feels really crazy and out of control their whole life. So what a child will frequently do is ally with the parent who is A, around, fairly obviously they need to do that, and B, has less flagrant mental illness. This does not mean, though, that this parent that they're allying with is mentally healthy at all. Just they are not as flagrantly mentally ill, right? So when you're older, um, it's, it's hard to shake this perspective that this parent the one that you allied with, was normal. They're pretty normal and healthy, except, you know, they just did these few, like, really egregious sorts of things to you, and then they still kind of do maintain this strange sort of way of interacting with you, but it must not be that they can't be normal towards you. It's just that they won't, and if you explain it different somehow, this otherwise rational, healthy person will understand finally what you mean and value. Validate you. Now, I call bullshit, right? Somebody who is unable to engage to the point that they are walking out of the room when you broach a conversational topic and that left, like, you know, when you're like 17, this person sounds to me like they, in another situation, perhaps when the other part, parent would have been present, would have been considered a very um, narcissistic, emotionally immature person. 
And I will link you to the book Adult Children of Immature uh, of Emotionally Immature Parents, which could be a very good read for this listener and many people struggling with relationships with parents like this. I'll also link you to some other books on um, difficult relationships with parents, specifically mothers. So what what I'm saying here is let's really look at whether your mother is able to have the relationship that you want. I'm not saying that your standards are high. You literally just want her to say, yeah, that was kind of fucked up and I guess I shouldn't have done that. I'm real sorry. I wouldn't do it again. I guess my head was clouded by, you know, new love or I thought you were more mature than you were or I'm just kind of a selfish person. Now, this isn't asking for a lot, but for somebody like this who would do these things, it may be. It may be asking for too much because I do not think that you have put this person, your mother, into the bucket of people who are mentally ill, right? Narcissism, borderline personality, the, you know, ability to move away from a child when there's no other parent present, these things don't, they don't sound good, you know, if you put them all together. Now, if you are another listener in another situation, you could be like, well, my mother wouldn't do something like that. I still have problems with her, though, um, especially because, for example, she insists on telling me frequently that everything I do as a parent is wrong or and that my husband is so much smarter than I am. And so she's pretty normal, except she's just like really mean. Well, listen, though, I mean, does that sound really normal to you? (laughs) I mean, let's think about it. Does that sound like somebody who, again, would be able to, if they did those things, would be able to have friends or coworkers? No, it doesn't. It sounds like somebody with a very limited interpersonal ability. So sometimes you got to look at the evidence in front of you. If you cannot engage in a healthy way with your parent, isn't it possible that they just do not have the capacity to do so? In this case, you would be free to grieve and mourn that you do not and never did have the parent that you deserved that was able to really be there for you then or now, and you could move forward and try to deal with the limited person that you have before you. Some people can have some sort of a Uh, a very light kind of superficial relationship with this parent with the overarching goal of giving them access to the grandkids and potentially creating a nice relationship there. Now, by the way, I've written an article about this, but the grandparents don't usually fuck up as much as they do with you with the grandkids. They just don't have the same um, triggers. They're older, they're mellower, and the demands of the grandchild relationship are very, very small. So for all the people that think that the parent is going to screw your kid up the way they screwed you up, they're not. Your kid doesn't look at them as important. You know, they, this is just some, you know, a, a very tangential relationship. So it can be just like grandma says some wacky stuff sometimes is usually how they would think about it. But so, so therefore, they could either have a good relationship or kind of a non-relationship based on them. But the grandparent, unless they are allowed to be really a primary caretaker to the child, which you wouldn't let, uh, they, they can't really screw up the kids in the ways that you fear.
So it may be your goal to then facilitate a positive or, or, you know, neutral relationship between the grandparents and the grandkids, and that's why you're going to still engage with your parent. Or it may be because you feel some sense of obligation or duty to not be estranged from your parent because that would cause them too much pain. And this can be your, you know, what you decide is the right thing to do ethically. Or you could decide not to talk to them, or you could decide not to talk to them as much, or whatever. But either way, you have to think about what does it say about my parent that we have had these forms of interactions. And if I had a friend who was telling me that their mother acted like this, what would I think about that woman? Because probably you wouldn't just be like, well, that sounds like a woman with the capacity to give a lot of love. And, you know, for some reason for the past 20 years, she's just not doing it with her daughter. My friend ought to just figure out a different way to communicate with her mother. No, you'll be like, my friend's mother sounds batshit crazy. You know, like my friend can do what she wants, but man, she did not luck out in the mother pool. You know, like the lottery of mothers, she did not get somebody who can potentially meet her needs because look how this woman acts. But then people have trouble saying that about their own situation. So they keep this hope like Charlie Brown and the football where Lucy always pulls away the football, right? So they keep on having this hope that because their mother is pretty rational and normal overall, you know, then they could just explain it different and then their mother will come forward with this sort of recognition. This isn't going to happen. Usually, in any sort of situation where this can happen, it would have happened before now, statistically, right? So it is so unusual for in their um, 30s, 40s, and beyond, for an, an adult child to finally figure out the right way to talk to a parent about their upbringing if they have already tried to do so. Now, there are people that have never really broached the story of their grown up, and then they will go to their mother, let's say, and say something like, you know, I was, um, I've always really thought about how you acted to me in this and this a time, and this is the first time they're mentioning it, and the parent having a capacity to learn and grow and a more emotionally healthy person um, will say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I never thought about it like that. There's that, that happens. But if you have tried, like my listener, repeatedly to bring up things from the past and your parent cannot hear it, then that is because there is a deficit in them in the areas of empathy, perspective taking, or literally the ability to tolerate negative emotion. And this is usually linked to some sort of personality disorder symptoms and or symptoms of anxiety, profound anxiety such that they cannot tolerate hearing that things are less than were less than perfect or that they were a less than perfect or even a less than good parent. In this case, you are pinning your hopes for a changed and mature relationship on nothing. It is ephemeral. It's not there. You are trying to have an emotionally healthy relationship with somebody who does not have the capacity to. And if you say, yeah, but, you know, she's nicer to my sister, she's nicer to my dad. Listen, I'm right now. Think about it. Do you know anybody 
anybody that she's close to, any intimate, friends is different. People can keep it together with friends. But do you know anybody that your mother, who is so difficult with you, genuinely engages in a reciprocal, deep, emotional relationship with? I'm sincerely doubting it. Because in a hypothetical, if she gets along with your sister, I'm willing to bet anything your sister doesn't criticize her. And your sister has a different way of interacting with her where there is never any sort of um, feedback, any any sort of genuine connection. Now, this listener did not write in about her sister having a better relationship with her mother. It was just, this is a common thing. And this keeps the hope alive that there is a a person there, like a, a real deep, emotionally available person that you can access if you speak to them the right way. I am here to say I doubt it. I doubt that there is this um, really emotionally available parent waiting to be approached in the right way. And for you to continue to try, you're really hurting yourself. You are hurting yourself and disappointing yourself and devastating yourself over and over. And you do not deserve that. So it would be good to have, give yourself permission to really see your parents' capacity for what it is. And from anything that you described in this email, the, your mother does not have the capacity to deeply reflect and emotionally be available for you in this way. And you thinking that she does is the heart of your disappointment and your ongoing issues. I give you the permission to understand that your mother is really, she is what she is. She does not have the ability to come forward in the way that you deserve. I wish that you had a mother who did, but you don't, right? What you do have from what you said is somebody with whom you can have conversation that is not that deep and who appears to love you and your children. Fine. So this is what you got. So at this point, although you say you've been in therapy about this, it would be good to be in therapy about the idea of grieving the mother you wish you had and making peace with this person. But in order to do that, you really need to deeply reflect and have really an epiphany, a eureka moment that happens to many adult children of dysfunctional families and is the inflection point in really a different understanding of their world and their narrative makes a lot more sense to think, yeah, my dad, he was real mentally ill, but my mom, she was too. She was too, but not as flagrantly. So somebody who would do that, and also this was predated by the mother also disappearing for other weeks at a time, leaving her with extended family. So in this case, this woman has intimacy issues, intimacy issues with her own child. And they were always. And somebody who has this limitation is unable to engage in the way that I wish, and you certainly wish, that she could, but she can't. So we need to grieve and put away this conception of what your mother could have been. And we need to deal with this person in front of you. And it, when, when you finally understand the limitations of this person, you'll, it will be like a weight off of you. You'll say, oh, I can never get her to say she was wrong. That she doesn't have that capacity. It's like asking a colorblind person to perceive color. She cannot do it. Because of the mental and emotional issues she has, which now that I am thinking about it, there was always evidence of. And therefore, I'm going to see if I can have any sort of positive relationship with this person that remains 
once I strip away all of my hopes and illusions from her, can I have a relationship with this person? You may well be able to. You would think about her more in her current state as like a nice neighbor that comes over and does activities with the kids, with your kids, and whom they have fondness for. And if this is how you would see it, you a lot of your sadness would be able to be processed and worked through and eventually gotten over because you'll always have it a little bit, right? The sadness that your mother is not who you want, but you can see it more like that. My mother was never who I wanted and needed. She didn't have the capacity to be. That's sad for me. I'm a different kind of mother myself, thank God, and my children will not know any of this sadness. However, it was unfair to me, but I can't keep opening myself up to constant disappointment by convincing myself that my mother's something that she's not, i.e. a woman who would understand and empathize with my past experience. She does not have that capacity. So I'm going to link you to a bunch of books that may be helpful. You said that you're a long-term blog reader, so I assume that you have read some of these, but um, usually I link to... um, to ones that aren't the adult children of the emotionally immature parents. That one I think is specific for you, although uh, children of the self-absorbed I'll also link to, and that's usually my go-to in this situation. So hopefully this helps you. Thank you for writing in with your story. And please uh, tell me if it was useful. Thank you for subscribing. Everybody, please subscribe. And uh, have a great day, everybody.